This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com storybrook. Now, who's going to tell me what in the hell I'm doing in this ghastly place? Lovely question, because this ghastly place is my home, and I didn't ask for any visitors. I received specific instructions. As did I. I don't care. You're trespassing. And do you know what I do with trespassing? Don't even think it. Now, now, ladies, don't tear each other apart. I need you all in one piece, or rather, three pieces. from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is Better Than Blaming Bad Judgment and Gin. We also talk about (laughs) ABC's hit series Once Upon a Time, and we're back! We're back! Back in the habit. Actually, yes! 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 Yes. uh, The habits are back. The habits are back. And we're loud, too, I think. But uh, we're just so excited, uh, because we're here to talk. The new episode of Once Upon a Time, finally, after Yay! the big uh, second summer break. <laughs> Basically the winter break. Month. Winter break. Winter break. But it was as long as a summer break. It was three, exactly. three months. It was, exactly. Yeah, so. Summer break. Winter break. New semester. <laughs> second semester has started, ladies okay, and gentlemen. So, so uh, Amory, why don't you go ahead and get us started with the uh, the rhyming episode summary. Okay. Uh, get us started. And hello to everybody in chat. Oh, by the way, if anyone's on the Google Plus event page uh, live, because we record this live every uh monday night at 8 30 p.m est at youtube.universebox.com but if you're on the the uh, google plus event page you can go ahead and click on the youtube link there to get over into the chat and hang out with everybody there are so many people in the chat i can't yeah. follow <laughs> Every, everybody everybody's back in the habit i love it okay ready um the spice girls of evil are helping the dark one their plan for redemption is a cleverly stark one hunt down the author and give him some notes take out the bad stuff but leave the fur coats storybrooks moved on from their frozen and folly minus the scroll that acts like a trolley charon bugs looking for somebody evil does the savior he hunts come from good people once is back and it's time to get down let's talk the new episode darkness at the edge of town darkness, darkness at the edge of town oh yeah he has a new toy we have some effects that was a really bad that one, was though. really bad uh, yeah but anyway uh darkness at the edge of town you know what before we get into actually talking about it uh okay. we did get uh from uh, our listener tim and uh you know this isn't something we normally request or anything but he sent it in so we thought we should play, play it. it right yeah uh, he sent in his own rhyming episode summary so uh here, take it away, Tim. <clears throat> the Spice Girls of Evil meet for the first time. To one happy ending, is that such a crime? Rumpel gives them each a touch for his quest to get the dark curse, but there's a trick, I guess. <laughs> to Chernabog, he gives the three. For Heart Roulette is a game, you see. Mm. In, in New York, he meets up with Ursula and Cruella, but he is not his usual dashing fella. In Storybook, <laughs> the fairies are out thanks to an Oxford professor, no doubt. Goes back to his tricks everybody should frown in this week's darkness on the edge of town. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that, that rhyme was lame, but, there, but there's my rhyme anyway for this episode. <laughs> no, yes, I love it. Yeah, and we'll play the rest of your message a little bit later in the episode, but thank you so much, Tim. Thank so, you. so uh, what did you think of it overall, Amory? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And the frozen people are gone. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Donna, they're all gone. Yeah, I think uh, the the main thing I tweeted out from our uh, Twitter account at GF Storybrook last night was hashtag once is back. <laughs> yes. This, this, this is once. Yeah, it definitely felt like once again, which was good because I was a little scared after after yeah. how, how uh, Frozen ended up and everything. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't super. I mean, I, I think everyone who listens to the show knows that we were a little uneven on it overall. A little bit. But I, I guess we should go ahead and, you know, I'm mentioned it in my rhyme tim mentioned it in his i hope originated the term the spice girls of evil i showed up in this week's episode how do i pause what's up are we having i think we might have a funny effect still on do we no we shouldn't okay it's probably just a lag probably just a lag i'm just checking because they were like how long do you think bill will do this for somebody (laughs) said the entire episode well i I can i can hold on no 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 nope we're caught up what Uh, do we have an effect on still now we do okay (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but uh, yeah, the Spice Girls of Evil, uh, the, the Queens of Darkness, as the official hashtag goes, uh, showed up this week, and uh, I, I thought it was I, I enjoyed it overall. I, I went ahead figured uh, we should probably talk about each of them. Break it down. Yeah, break it down. Um, but uh, first off, Cruella. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. It was a very interesting performance by uh, Smurfette, and uh, it, very close to the original uh, Cruella Deville, Cruella with just enough variation Cruella to to make it interesting. Like it, the flashback scene, I thought I thought was the most blatantly like imitation, mm-hmm. like like an imitation of the original character that she got. But for the most part, I, I thought she was fine and just different enough from the original. Except I want to scrub off her eyebrows <laughs> and make them look human. Now, I, I've, I've never seen the live action 101 and 102 really? and 103 Dalmatians and all that. It, it, have, have you? It, how does it compare to Glenn Close's portrayal of the character? It's been so long. I don't really remember. I know I've seen it. Oh, Pongo. Uh, yeah, Pongo. We're pet- we have a little pet Pongo, Pongo here. Little? And, There's nothing little about this Pongo. And Rumpel's back there in a bathrobe, too. He's, he's got his robe on. <laughs> Fancy robe. No, I don't. Um, It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can't comment yeah. properly. Yeah, actually, the, the the only thing I can remember seeing Glenn Close in was The Shield. So I'm sure I can't <laughs> compare those that. performances at no, all. No, I think it's a little different. I, now, uh, she did say, uh, you know, when Rumpel and Ursula showed up at her place uh, to collect her and everything, that I will never go back to where I started. So I, I, I'm... I, I'm wondering where it might be. I'm really I, I, I'm still of the opinion that it's probably going to be revealed to maybe be that black and white world that Frankenstein. I was about to say I'd like that. Where whales from or whales from. Yeah. Well, Frankenstein. Frankenstein slash whale. I, I, I would actually also like someday for them to reveal that Dorothy ended up being from there, too, Ooh. which would be kind of that cool. would be fun. And actually, oh. c- considering that ca- uh, one of those Oz characters is probably c- going to come back this season. Mm-hmm. Well, she is. That would be good. That would be fun. Um, the only thing with that is she has magic and there wasn't magic in the black and white world that's true that that There's is because no they just had science. science yeah but it, then again we don't know I, I think it's probably pretty safe to say that she isn't from mist haven <laughs> Yes, um, definitely. Slash well, uh, the Enchanted Forest. It, it seemed like she, because I, she, I think she mentions in the flashback about being pulled there or okay. something like that. Uh, but so I, I guess we'll see. You know, maybe maybe it has something to do with why she came over. You know, mm-hmm. that magical power she has. But I, I'm also guessing, you know, in that that whole uh, her introductory scene in this episode in, in present day that uh, whoever uh, her her sugar daddy was that guy being taken out in cuffs yeah. probably got busted by the feds for something she did oh probably i don't know uh, some sort of fraud related to furs or something like that. i know i actually thought at first that rumple had something to do with it because mm-hmm. of him being all giddy and excited on the computer and then yeah. they were like he's like we must go get on next when he was one. checking his aol account yeah he was checking his <laughs> aol account mr oxford professor now i i did see some people in online comments and stuff saying no you can't have an aol account anymore yes you can and they're actually one still one of the most popular ISPs out there because tons of people, tons of older people still have an account because they had an America Online account for the email back in the 90s and they don't realize that you can get the email service for free now. So they they still pay every month for it. Like that's where AOL gets most of its money. It's not from like I think the Gawker network or any of their other endeavors. It's mainly from old people (laughs) still being subscribed to AOL. (laughs) That's crazy. Okay. And as far as Ursula, I, I, I liked her better than I thought. I was going to like her. I uh, my one big problem with her is just that in a, it's probably still early days for her and everything. But I, I don't think she has the phil- physicality of having tentacles. No, yet. she yet, looks so awkward. Like she's just like, <clears throat> but it was like really awkward. Just her like jerking around to like motion the tentacles. And she only and, had two. Yeah, she yeah. should have eight. I, I I was also thinking it would have been nice if she had had you know tentacles for legs instead of legs, legs plus tentacles for sure. Yeah, that was really weird. Mm. I, I mean, I'm sure they'll probably end up doing that at some point when she gets exposed to water or something or she ends yeah. up in water. And like the whole, I, I had an issue with this in the last episode, the hair thing that's going on. Oh, like the big like I don't know what that is, but somebody take the hairspray away. <laughs> Please, that's bigger than Texas. Yes. I mean, look at it. Seriously. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Pretty. That's it's pretty massive. major. They, it's there, massive. there has to be some wires in that hair. Oh, there absolutely has like to. That. I mean, if you look at it, okay. So in mm. this picture, she's so far back behind mm. Rumpel. Her hair is still half the size of Rumpel. Yeah, I can show that to the like, uh, live streamers. It's still <laughs> half the size of Rumpel's head. Definitely. And definitely. as big as Maleficent's horns. Like, <laughs> come on, y'all. Okay, speaking of Sorry. Maleficent, uh, not much to say. Same as she as. Uh, 
basically the same character we had before, mm-hmm. but uh, in a different costume, a more movie-like costume, which... They had to. I I, I thought it was fine. It, you know, it, I, neither good nor bad, just same as it ever was, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, a lot of nothing. I don't know. I Of the three, I actually kind of was really happy to have her. I liked her. Mm-hmm. I liked having that in... You know, she wasn't in that much in early days. So. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure uh, in a little bit here when we look at the promo for next week, like it looks like she's going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I have sure. a feeling. So, okay. The summons that got Ursula and Cruella to the Forbidden Fortress, a.k.a. Maleficent's castle. Oh, no? by the way, uh, Ricky uh, in the chat room says that uh, mom still has AOL. So <laughs> Nice. Nice. There's like 700 people in there mm-hmm. I can't follow. Oh, hi, Hope. Um, just talk <laughs> out of me. Um, what in the heck would be in – because the way it sounded is that like they got delivered an order. Like mm-hmm. they got like a card in the mail that said you will be at this place at this time. Well, what about that made them appear at a random place they've never been before and they don't know who lives there? I, I don't know. It kind of felt to me like Rumpel was doing that kind of – that thing that happens in sitcoms even sometimes where like there are two people who are fighting and their friends want them to make up or whatever so they arrange like a the meeting a rendezvous yeah. uh, where neither i bring both people there under false pretenses yeah. to kind of get them to meet up and i i think basically what he did was he he gave everyone just enough information that would make them want to come without making them realize except that for maleficent because she knew nothing yeah yeah she was just like who are get all these people my house basically i don't know it just seemed a little bit weird Mm -hmm. and also really 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 bothered me and i don't know why it bothers me it's the way the show goes Mm -hmm. but when he had the dark curse yeah no um actually maleficent have that shouldn't she well we'll get get there we'll get get there there. yeah sorry i just things that are just hitting me (laughs) as we're talking or i'm talking but well we're excited we're back we're excited so much energy um but he's giving this big long spiel about oh hi camera Uh, (laughs) about how we're he's leaving them there and he was just using them and blah 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 and they just stare at him Mm -hmm. i'm sorry you're three evil powerful chicks do something about it well i mean i mean that it's not a story but well i was also gonna say you know the the dark one he he's He's pretty powerful, so they they might – sometimes if the Dark One wants to talk to you, it's probably better to just hang back, hear what he has to say before you react. While there's a giant demon who's going to eat your, eat you behind you? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when he did know. that hand-wavy thing, I almost thought he was like freezing them in place for a second just to like – Oh, he might have done yeah. that. That I could believe. Very possible. Um, Yeah, basically. Dramatically. Game. The dramatic <laughs> of everything is so dramatic mm-hmm. with his big red cape. Anyway. Drama, drama, drama. Drama, 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 drama. Drama for your mama. Here, we'll get to that in a little bit, too. Uh, okay, so uh, next up, uh, probably one of the biggest things in this episode that they address, and uh, one of the things that made me the most excited, personally, was the whole author-sorcerer thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, first of all, Blue, uh, Shady Shady Blue, confirms that uh, the author and the sur- sorcerer are two different people. So, Because uh, I know we had been speculating uh, last uh, half season uh, that uh, what if they're the same person? And we kind of come to the conclusion, yeah, they prob- probably are the same person. Nope, mm-hmm. not according to Blue. Nope. I, now, uh, Hook and Belle uh, ha- have been, you know, trying to release the fairies and everything. And Hook has this big board mm-hmm. in the library with all the research and information and everything. And I wanted to show this guys to you, uh, or show this to, to you guys, guys, rather. Show this guys to you. I uh, know, but uh, in, uh, we'll have this in the links at the uh, the show notes, uh, greetings from storybrook.com for this episode, too. But uh, this is the board. And uh, if you'll notice this little post-it note right here, it says, a uh, COC record said landlord is Yen Sid question mark hmm. so uh, yeah, if you okay, if you who, if you're not aware Yen Sid is the uh, original sorcerer from the Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, Fantasia which that, I actually just rewatched this weekend that's the apprentice's house correct yeah that's the okay. or or the author's house I think yeah that I believe that's the house that uh that's is, not the big house where the frozen thing happened no it's not actually. no it's the apprentice's house yeah so that's interesting and uh, which makes sense if that's the apprentice's mm-hmm. house for the landlord to be Yen Sid I, so, actually yeah that that makes total sense total sense and okay. also, I kind of wonder, how did this relate to the original experiment? Uh, original what? experiment. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm not sure what that's referencing, but interesting nonetheless. And it, that's really all the information or the most insightful, like original information that was on that board there. If you were wanting to go through and pause, you really don't need to. That frame, that's all you need. Um. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, it, I also thought that, you know, Blue seems to know an awful lot about the author and the sorcerer, and she hasn't volunteered that information yet. And so why is she being so shady about it? Like, I, I, I kind of wonder if she has, like, a, a big history with these guys. And also just the way she seemed kind of scared when they mentioned say, she it. She seemed scared of the sorcerer, not necessarily the author, yeah. but scared of the sorcerer. Yeah, it kind of makes me think that, yeah, maybe the sorcerer is going to end up being the big, big bad we've been talking about for years now on this podcast. Cast. Maybe the sorcerer is in the hat. Maybe. That, I, I could totally the see that. could be in the hat. Yeah. And that's why the apprentice mm-hmm. was protecting it so well. But then again, don't you think Blue would have run, in, run into the know. sorcerer in there? No, that was one of my things later, but oh, I'll okay. say it, I can say it now is, why were they not talking about anything that happened inside the hat? See, like, I I, had, I was of two mi- minds. Either, right. uh, you know, the seven circles of hell, complete horror in the hat, uh, or it was complete, like, darkness and they couldn't see anything. It was just, like, loneliness and that's what freaked them out so much. No, I think it was, they, they saw everything that was in there. Mm-hmm. It it looked they looked like they they saw things yeah they were changed they were changed nuns <laughs> or fairies fairies fairy nuns fairies okay and I, one other thing that i thought was interesting that blue said was he left clues in his works about you know mm-hmm. everything the author did so i'm wondering if in you know they say was maybe in henry's book there's some clues and stuff like that i'm wondering if maybe there are some clues as to the identity of the author and the sorcerer and this whole big mystery in flashbacks from previous seasons that we haven't run into yet. Probably. Some things from the chat. Okay. Um, we're all still very pro uh, Amy P's uh, theory that Belle's mom is the author. Mm-hmm. I'm fully supportive of this theory. There's also um, comments that maybe Blue is the author. Um, and maybe that's why she's being so shady about it. And that's everything. why she could be so shady because that totally would make sense. Plus, you know, like, you know, the machinations between her and Pinocchio and, you, you know, it just, I, I, I forget the exact piece of evidence uh, that it, I, I remember, but she was somehow in the mix there with Henry's book. Something, something, made, something. made me think a little... Something might be off. Put the sorcerer in secret. I don't even know what that. Is. Um. Okay. <laughs> so, well, you kind of sort of already hit on my next point. Uh huh. Excuse me about um Hook's big Hook and Bell's board of questions yeah. and things. But if you guys know, we do another podcast called Legends of Gotham. Yeah, about the show Gotham on Fox. It's airing right now. <laughs> um, Bruce Wayne has the exact same thing. Yeah, he has the exact it's same bigger. kind of board going on. It's more detailed. On. It's got official documents, but <laughs> it's there, and it's really weird that they're both trying to solve this sort of unsolvable mm-hmm. crime and. Have this conspiracy board, and I just wanted to share that because it sort of sparked me. Synergy. Synergy. Synergy, synergy between synergy, podcasts. Synergy. Um, but for six weeks, like, okay, this isn't on here, but we're going to say it anyway. So they've, it's been six weeks since we pushed him over the line, and mm-hmm. everybody's all happy and normal, relatively at least. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I feel like the conversations that Hook and Bell are having should have happened at least five weeks ago. Yeah. Most of them. Definitely. Definitely. But So it was like they needed to jump forward to jump forward, but they still had things they needed to say, but it was mm-hmm. still slightly awkward. Well, I mean, I could, I could imagine several variations of that conversation happening over the course of those several weeks. Uh-huh. I, I thought it was a little overly dramatic, though, when Hook, like, threw the board down. Yes! I, I was like, actually, okay, baby. You know what? I don't know if we have this in the notes at all. I'm just going to bring it up here. Do it. Hook, stop being silly. Like, it wasn't your fault. You yes! don't have your heart in your chest, man. Oh you know gosh. how this works. Yes. You, you know how the rules of the universe work. I mean, obviously you can feel bad for it having happened, but you can't blame yourself for you it. You can't blame yourself. We got the fairies mm-hmm. out. Blah, blah, blah. What was that? I'm, I'm skimming. Okay. There's – I can't even read it all right now. Okay. Well, we're going to get back into the main oh, discussion yes, in just a second here. But uh, first, we wanted to mention a couple things if you uh, didn't uh, keep up with us over break or whatever. Uh, first off, we we basically released an episode almost <sighs> every almost week. Almost every week. A bunch of commentaries. We did these things called Once Ifs that Hope suggested. Yes. Uh, where basically we ran hypotheticals on Once Upon a Time. Like what if uh, – Regi- Charming and died. Yeah. What if Charming had died or what if uh, Once Upon a Time had existed before social media?
media. And we actually had a really good discussion really about good. fandoms and stuff online. Good things. Uh, so, you know, go ahead and check those out if you get a chance. But we also, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, right before, uh, like the few weeks before the break or whatever, we we were asking for your suggestions for a non-TV related podcast that we could develop uh, to, you know, fill in the summer months and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, we launched it. It's called Universe Box. And uh, we, we were five episodes in already. It's we, crazy. Absolutely insane. But lovely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun with it. And basically what it is, it's stories set to a theme. What we do is we pick a different theme every week and then we go through and we we have a bunch of different uh, segments on it. Like uh, we actually do a segment called Wonderbox, which is basically what you get here on Greetings from mm-hmm. Storybrooke, but with a bunch of different other stuff. Uh, so far we've done uh, the movie Scream, uh, National Lampoon's Summer Vacation, and two 80s cartoons, Rainbow, Rainbow Bright, Bright and uh, Galaxy High. And then, you know, we've had really great submissions from a, a lot of you guys. Like, Rebecca Johnson, if you guys know her, she used to... From Operation Cobra. Operation Cobra Cast. She's, she's made me cry twice now. Yeah. So and, there's that. And Wu sent a really good one in Woo. for our first episode. Uh, Bobby, Nicole, a, a whole bunch of uh, your your fellow Greetings from Storybrooke listeners are already over there. And we want you to come over there too. Now, this week we're doing one, and we decided to go ahead and do this one because once is back this week, we are doing, and I'll drag it over here so you can see it, we're doing uh, the Disney Renaissance. Uh, yes. If you If you're not familiar with the Disney Renaissance, it's the period uh, from like 1989 till like 1996, 97, like up through like eh, Emperor's New Groove or Mulan, depending on who you ask, of Disney animation. And we're going to have an expert uh, from uh, on the Disney Renaissance from Den of Geek on. And we're also going to be comparing and contrasting the original uh, story, story Little Mermaid with the movie Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. Yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun. If you guys want to, uh, we'd love to get your stories about the Disney Renaissance. Like what was the first time you went to see a Disney movie in the theater? Why? Does X Disney movie remind you of a time in your life? That sort of thing. Uh, You can email it to us at a, Universeboxshow at gmail.com. And, you know, uh, or, and you can get all the other contact information at universebox.com. True. So, yeah, uh, we're going to be recording that this Thursday at youtube.universebox.com at 8 30 p.m. EST. And that's when we normally record. So, in case, yeah, we sort of stuck with the same time, just mm-hmm. on a different day since this seems to work for most people. Okay, Amory, you want to take this one real quick? Sure. Um, this week we got um, a message from Jeannie Delaney. Mm-hmm. She's one of our listeners. Um, um, pretty big over on our Facebook posting a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and she sent us this link to SOSAD um, Ireland. It is Save Our Sons and Daughters. It's an Ireland or Irish um, suicide prevention charity. And Colin is very in support of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is currently a Captain Swan charity campaign. Um, they're selling, I think, T-shirts and hoodies and all sorts yeah, of and stuff. tank tops and tank stuff like tops. that. Um, and all of the proceeds are going to go directly to the campaign. Yeah. So we just wanted to share that with mm-hmm. you guys because, well, you know, we know how supportive <laughs> and philanthropic our fans are. So we just mm-hmm. wanted to give you that opportunity. I believe the campaign runs through the 27th of March. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really nice hoodie here and everything. It has like a, outlines of Emma and Captain Hook with the pirate ship on top and a storybook with swans in it on the bottom. It says mm-hmm. Ca- Captain Swan down there. And actually, I think we're going to go ahead and buy one of these hoodies. Do it. So uh, here, let me uh, switch over here here real quick so, so that you don't give out our paypal yeah exactly or your PayPal. oh item size classified <laughs> what's that yeah all right yeah so we're, we're gonna pick this up no but a, a really good hoodie really good cause and everything mm-hmm. and we like we like to do what we can to support um members of the fandom the actors and their charities um actually on one of our once ifs um there was a green wish campaign yeah from and we Raf- actually donated live on the air for that yeah, from Ra- Raphael Spa- sparge uh rather uh jiminy jiminy and yep jiminy. we just ordered our our uh our shirt oh hold on oh, oh. no that's our old address okay oh, good hold either on. way <laughs> wrong address um see hold on let me go ahead and pop this in here it's quick. on the screen Oh. Hold, please. Here we go. Okay, now let um, me get the right one in here. Yes, there we, we go. So we get the shirt. <laughs> um, but yes, so there's that. Um, excellent. Okay. Excellent. Yes. One more thing before we move on here is uh, now we did mention uh, before we went on break too that we were going to be launching a Patreon mm-hmm. to kind of help support the podcast and everything. So we did it. Uh, we, we did we it. We started it last week and we already hit our first milestone. Yay! Uh, it, it's pretty fun. Basically what a Patreon is, it's, you can go and you can sign up, uh, pay them. What's up? <laughs> Jasmine. Just need another dollar holla from Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but uh, whatchamacallit, uh, yeah, but basically it's it's kind of like a subscription service and it supports all of our podcasts, Greetings, uh, the new Universe Box podcast, and Legends of Gotham. And you pay X amount per month. You can go anywhere from uh, 10 cents is, I believe, the lowest amount you can mm-hmm. you can uh, pledge or you can pledge all the way up to $50 a month. And we have all sorts of rewards set up. Uh, like, for example, uh, just uh, for any sort of pledge, you get all of my refresh dog. The board- Patreon. Refresh the Patreon. Okay. Yep. Rumor has it that I, we need to. Hey! Oh, whoa. whoa. We're almost up to our second milestone, which is no more ads. We one need more $1. dollar. Anybody got yeah. 12 bucks? <laughs> and this this is a patreon.com slash universe box, by the way, if you want wow. to check it out here. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, the rewards are great. Like uh, any any pledge amount, you get all of the Dog Boy books, plus uh, you all get a, spe- a special zip file with every podcast we've ever recorded. $5 will send you an MP3 of us singing a song of your choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten dollars, I'll send you a horrible sketch of whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I, and you know, we have all sorts of things all the way personal up to personal letters. We'll do mm-hmm. a special podcast just with you. You pick the topic. Yeah, it, um, lots and yeah. lots of fun stuff there. And yeah, I guess we're about to hit our so, no more ads milestone, and then we can get some new stuff for Anne Marie. We can get rid of the fuzzy animal that I'm talking into. A movie, if you like Headphone. our Once Upon a Time commentaries, we can do movie commentaries. A new show created just for you, just like we did with Universe Box. Exactly. All sorts of fun stuff over there. That is fantastic. Thank you guys. Oh, so yeah, much. Sure. I'll refresh it one more time before we You're go. just oh. hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you to everyone who's donated so far. And uh, we, we, we really appreciate it. Big especially, puffy hearts. Big puffy hearts. Yeah, especially uh, – well, we've been on hiatus, but we actually had to put about a grand into equipment because <laughs> yeah. we had a hard drive fail and then a mixing board, board fail and everything. Well, so, you know, anything you can do to help, we definitely, definitely appreciate it. Okay, I guess we should go ahead and get back to talking about Once Upon a Time. Yeah, let's talk about Once. Okay, so Rumpel's Machinations. Uh, Rumpel's Big oh, Plan. Oh, Rumpel. Okay. What are you going to do, Rumpel? Rumps McGrumps. <laughs> no, but uh, he basically had the same plan uh, going on on the surface level in the present and in the past. Uh, so it really I, the past one was a little more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously – by the end of it, we realized that his whole, we can be redeemed, haha, everything, it was all a complete and total ruse, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, Rumpel knew enough about the author and the, maybe the sorcerer, too, to know that it was possible to possibly, you know, get their happy endings. Uh, now, I'm wondering, you know, last half season, did Regina's Oper- Operation Mongoose mention in the car, in their conversation in the car, just remind him that that was a possibility? Uh, so when he got out, got mm-hmm. kicked out of Storybrooke, he was mm-hmm. like, you know, why don't we try that? I, huh. And I also wonder. Uh, I, I also wonder how much Regina might have known about this because that was just a really lucky guess, I suppose. Like that, the author of the book could, could control, change things. Yeah, exp- you know. Obviously, Blue and Rumpel had prior knowledge of this. So Regina was just uh, pretty smart and had a really good guess on it, I guess. I never thought about that. About the fact that she mentioned that to him yeah. and he didn't re- he didn't really respond too much to it, I don't believe. Yeah, very but, weird. Mm-hmm. Very and I also thought when he leaves – Sorry, I'm just like <laughs> – Mind blown. Mind blown. Uh, but when he leaves the room uh, with the dark curse and the little glass ball thing, uh-huh. he gives it like a weird look and then they cut away instantly. He's he's just kind of like, like – like he's, he's Like it wasn't what he was expecting? Or like he's real something about it oh. so, so i i know that uh it, it also i thought it was cool that we got the origin of the dark curse right? right but i know that eventually maleficent is going to have it and have to give it back to regina after regina had had it at some point like oh, like it went back yeah. and forth once or twice so i i'm wondering if maybe rumple rumple realized that it needs to be unlocked somehow and oh. th- then maybe that's why he goes back to maleficent or you know maybe that's oh. how it gets back to maleficent somehow just because it was it was kind of like trapped in amber and like a clear or mm-hmm. crystal ball so I, I don't know i guess we'll see i wonder who made the curse that's a good like that's one thing i don't think i actually mm-hmm. don't think i put it in here because i was hurrying with my notes now watch they probably said it in the episode probably that's okay once i have three <laughs> hours i will go back and read everybody correcting us <laughs> um but there's a lot over there don't even click mm-hmm. um but uh what was i saying oh who created this curse yeah um who uh put up all these like barriers and everything like mm-hmm. maybe it was an old dark one protecting from dark 
ones? I don't really know. I don't really know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure either. Like, I mean, I don't think it was the I don't think it was the demon, right? Uh, I don't think it was the demon either. Yeah. So I guess I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, they flash forward to the present, and Rumple is actually pursuing this goal or this uh, plan mm-hmm. to get their happy endings hardcore. And uh, I, I I like how hard he had to work to get them to trust him. He had to basically basically uh, in the animal kin- kingdom, he basically flopped over on his back and exposed his belly, and he was like, "Please." slice my belly open right. just to kind of prove to them that he was on the level. Right. I, I also thought it was fun that uh, Cruella pulled a gun on him. Yeah. I was about to say she just pulled a gun. <laughs> She's like down. How do I believe you? <laughs> and, and you know, where's he going to be staying when he's in town? Will he be staying in the sorcerer's house? <laughs> he just walked up the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, like r- right, right, right down Main Street. Like. How was no one out? There's always somebody out. Mm-hmm. It, it, There's always if a nothing dwarf. else like Hopper out walking Pongo or something. Hi Pongo. Pongo. We'll pet Pongo. Pet Pongo. And I also, uh, you know, well, Maleficent's dead. Mm-hmm. Rumple's like, don't worry, I can bring her back to life. Mm-hmm. Rumple can bring people back to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but when's he, he going to try this on Bay? When's he going to try this on <laughs> Zelina? Exactly. Like when's he going to try this on every character who's ever died on Once Upon a Time? Exactly. I hope he does, and we get a, a zombie season or something. That'd be fun. That would. Oh. <laughs> but see, we saw bad things happen mm-hmm. with zombies when we had the zombie heart with. With Cora and everything. No. Oh, with uh, the, dude. the stable boy. The yeah. stable boy. Whatever that guy. The stable boy. But yeah, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how Rumpel's plan kind of plays out over the course of the season. I'm excited, though. It should, it should be, be good. It should be good. Um. Okay. Where was Prince Charming hiding for this entire episode? He made like one appearance. Yeah, you should keep doing that, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Okay. Um. But like, where was everybody? There was no dwarfs. There was no regular townspeople. Mm-hmm. Aurora and the baby whisperers. Yeah. You know, that whole crew, where were they? We just got these generic townspeople. And who said the generic townspeople could be at the party at Granny's <laughs> with the pineapple with the grapes stuck in it and all the mm-hmm. little finger sandwiches? No, well, not I, acceptable. I, I think like the real world answer is everybody was on winter break. Because I, if I remember correctly, they started shooting this episode like right, right after Christmas, like yeah. a day or two after Christmas or something like so that. So maybe that's why he wasn't in the episode. Yeah, like I, I definitely think that's why a lot of regular cast members were kind of mm-hmm. not as present as they normally are interesting well hopefully you know because it seems like it's going to be an entire season like locked into storybrooke pretty well so hopefully see we say that but there's no way (laughs) (laughs) but uh, um also it felt like he was kind of up to something because he wasn't there Mm -hmm. so it kind of felt a little shady well revelations later on might have uh that's true that's true also was that a new cop car possibly it felt new possibly how did they get the new car oh i don't remember ever seeing charming drive the cop car i know he just i know he's a deputy but yeah <laughs> okay, I guess we should get into the big revelations on the big charming. Revelation. So the dark charming. Hey! What's up? We hit our next milestone. Oh, did we? Hey. What? 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 Yes, we did. A hundred dollars per month. So no more ads. I no guess. No more ads. I, I, I will say it one more time. Uh, AudibleTrial.com/slash/greetings. Yes. <laughs> Just or no slash Storybrooke. Rather. <laughs> I'm not even doing the ads right anymore. We don't even know. We don't need to do them anymore. You know why? Because we hit our milestone. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. I'm pretty sure that was Other Anne-Marie. Excellent. Taking credit for that one. Thank you. Well, thank you, you, Other Anne-Marie, for sure. But the dark charming. The dark charming. Now, uh, first off, when they they first found out that Cruella and Ursula were in town, the looks on their faces looked just like the looks they had when the shattered sight curse locked in on them and everything. Which I thought was I, I thought was pretty cool. And I was like, "Ooh, what's uh-huh. going on here?" Uh-huh. And uh, so, what secret? And if you need, fre- no, you don't need a refresher because you watched the episode, right? right uh, so, uh, what's? No, I was talking to the audience, to the oh, listener, not to me. Okay. No, not to you. Good. Why would I talk to you? You're sitting right next to me. Drink. <laughs> okay, but what is it? What? is the secret they're protecting and is it connected to emma now I, I i'm wondering if maybe you know a lot of times in these sorts of fairy tales good people make compromises because they want a child and they can't have one like into the woods was like this yes uh which we also reviewed over the break if you want to go back and check that out uh but y- you know maybe they were infertile maybe they had to go to ursula cruella or maleficent to have emma which would explain why emma is taking a dark turn or has the potential for darkness here um now I, I, I'm so I'm wondering also where the evil in Emma's heart is coming from, and why didn't Mr. Gold ever bring this up before? 
Yeah, that's real. That's the part that really drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he didn't know it was there. Well, I mean, he didn't, some- he, didn't, he didn't see the whole confrontation with the demon or anything, you know. So, I mean, he, he wouldn't have got that clue. No, but I mean, he may have known while he was there, uh-huh. but he may not have known way back. Mm-hmm. Like, it might be something he just realized through her time in Storybrooke yeah. and various other lands. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's an idea, okay? <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's and, what uh, I'm here for. I, I, I'm kind of thinking maybe uh, Gold uh, will turn Emma evil to help motivate motivate the other heroes in town into helping them find the author mm. like he he's going to turn emma evil so she needs the author to get her happy ending because she can't get it because she's a bad guy now mm. so then that's going to bring over the charmings and all the all the good characters to helping pursue this goal of finding the author oh kind of a tricksy thing there. You know, very tricksy, very, very rumple like. And and just real quick, uh, the (laughs) darkest thing the Charmings did this entire episode, besides threatening to rip out people's hearts from snow at the end. Love it. Which uh, that's the dark spot shining through in Mm -hmm. snow, which I love because that's still one of my favorite snow moments for sure. Mm -hmm. But the darkest thing they did this episode was making Granny the babysitter. She's better (laughs) than that. The Charmings probably aren't even paying her that much. She doesn't need paid. They come to her restaurant. Who's who's running the diner, though? Um, some other scantily clad waitress. Who's not Ruby. Who's not Ruby because everyone is, uh, <laughs> but, but no, nobody. I, but no, I, I just thought making her the babysitter diminished Cranny. That's Whatever. All. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. So the fairies. Fairies. Yay for free the fairies day. Also, yay Regina being the mayor again. Just a mm-hmm. side note. Glad to see that happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. And for sure. Mary Margaret's happiness being back in the classroom, though, mm-hmm. bird. Mm-hmm. Although, did you notice that Emma mentioned that Mary Margaret kept a bottle, bottle opener in the yes. office? So Snow was drinking a lot when she was mayor. <laughs> yes, I would have too. That's the everything that happened well plus you know she had just had a baby so she was finally able to drink again i guess true dad <laughs> um okay so what happened to the dagger after the completion of the spell because regina mm-hmm. like is looking at it all like shifty eyed mm-hmm. well no then... like her hand was shaking it almost made me th- it made me think either that the power was almost too much for it, that she liked it and maybe that was like a little foreshadowing moment maybe regina's gonna become the dark one at some point oh no I kind of, actually. I'd kind of dig that. Maybe that's like. But her- after all the four seasons of mm-hmm. the Road to Redemption, well, three seasons. Well, just of because just because she has the powers of the Dark One doesn't mean she has to be dark. Okay, because Rumple was so dark before. Like obviously, there's probably some stuff built into the Dark One powers that uh, lead one down a dark path. But I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's part of her happy ending. Maybe she needs the powers of the Dark One. Maybe I don't know. Maybe she gets the powers of the Dark One and then throws them to the wind. And- and gets rid of them forever. How? So no one can be the dark one again. I don't know. I'm not the writers. I'm just speculating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but we sort of already talked about this. Like, why did the fairies not talk about what was inside the hat? Because I feel like that could help them understand. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we understand a purpose of the hat, but I'm sure there was more than one. Yeah. And if they'd have been like, it's all creepy, scary, dangerous people. <laughs> I haven't seen this one in, you know, 300 million years. Like, we'd have, I don't know. It would have been nice to know who all's in there. It's probably PTSD. A little bit of PTSD. They looked a little PTSD. <laughs> They're all like. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Their wings would be quivering their if wings, they were still on. Their wings would be quivering. <laughs> um. And we kind of said this already, but Blue looked really scared even at the suggestion of the sorcerer. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what's up with that. Um, how do we know that that house belongs to the sorcerer and not the author? Everyone has just said that it belongs because well, the- I think the assumption is because the hat was there and the magic door was there that the apprentice called forth at one point, you know. I don't think that's a, enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's enough to – I mean – Sure. The the hat, I don't think, is enough. Mm-hmm. The, the door is a little bit more believable, but... Well, I, I'm going to say, you know, we saw them interacting with that house for just a, a few days or a couple weeks, you know, last mm-hmm. half season. At this point, there's been like a six-week gap where they've had time to thoroughly investigate that and but make sure they, they were right. I'd assume so. Cause, no, because, I mean, Hook's been looking into all sorts of crazy... That's true. They've all been trying to figure out how to get the fairies out, so... That's mm, true. So, you know, they've. I, I, would, I would just make the assumption that we, we can assume that that is the sorcerer's house because they've had enough time to look into okay, it. Okay, fine. Okay. But how... 
But there are other loose ends that right, I wanted fine. to point out. Give me out. the other loose ends. Okay. Well, you already mentioned uh, Rumpel walking down Main Street. Yeah, uh, sorry. In the you know early evening or whatever. But how did they how did they get the Snow Queen scroll and how did they know that she used it to get the Storybrooke? Because I don't think they actually mentioned that on screen. I don't think to, so either. To our uh, cast of characters. I mean, we got to see it in the flashbacks. The walking broom led to the house. That helps. Yeah, yeah. that definitely okay, helps. Okay, I'll take that band nerd reject. <laughs> whoever you are, band nerd reject. What was it? <laughs> band nerd reject eight. Band. Nice. I like it. Yeah, but, uh, you know, how did, how did they know that the scroll would allow people to come into Storybrooke? And uh, as I like to add to yours, mm-hmm. why did they not get the scroll back from Cruella? Yeah. This is obviously a very, very powerful thing. And she's obviously. Uh, even, you know, with the pretenses of her story and everything, she's at the beginning of a ro- road to re- redemption. Probably best mm-hmm. not to give her any magical items <laughs> in town. Yes. And uh, h- how did Cruella know Maleficent was dead when she didn't even know about Storybrooke and Maleficent dies in Storybrooke? That. Yeah. That that, that, that was one of my big bugaboos. Like, how, how does Cruella <laughs> know Maleficent was dead? Bugaboo. 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 Also, yeah, why, why oh. did uh, they let... Uh, Cruella keep the scroll. I didn't even see that. I didn't even see that one at all. Oh no, it's totally fine. Sorry. And uh, let's see. And my last big question: Who's paying for Rumple's cell phone plan? Those things don't come cheap. I mean, I I know I pay like one hundred and sixty dollars a month just for my cell phone plan. And also, where are the cell towers in Storybrooke? And uh, you know, who's financing the building of cell towers within Storybrooke? I'm just asking questions. That's all. I'm just asking That's questions. That's all you're doing. You're asking questions. I'm asking the chat room who's paying for <laughs> the cell phone. I'm blaming one of them. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check in on their answers in a minute. Yes. Um, okay, so I thought it was really, really, really nice and awesome and fantastic to see Storybrooke mm-hmm. kind of normal. Everybody's all happy. Nobody looks scared. Everybody's settling into their roles. Mm-hmm. However, I have a severe issue with the fact that Regina had to walk Henry to the bus stop and put him on the bus. First of all, Henry's like 15 at this mm-hmm. point. Not really, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, he has run around on all of these crazy adventures all over town and he has to be mm-hmm. walked to the bus stop. I mean, it's not that big a town. Well, you don't want him skipping school like he's been doing the entire series. <laughs> like, uh, he was is, in class. He answered a question. This is when no, his grandma no, called on I'm him. I'm saying this is like the third time we've ever seen him in his classroom. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But we never see any other children. So mm-hmm. who knows? Um, but I just thought I was like, can't he freaking walk to school on his own? <laughs> the school isn't out by the troll bridge. Yeah. It's not. Nope. It's not. It's in the middle of town. Mm. They should all be able to walk there. It's not on the the line Mm. where you got to worry that, oh, I tripped over a rock. I fell out of town. I I definitely think that this is the most normal story Brooke has felt since season one, for sure. Like the most settled. Okay, so I guess we should go ahead and get to our arbitrary scale here. Okay, you ready to... Do you want the... the okay, yeah. Uh, Rumpel's cell phone plan. Okay. Uh, other Anne Marie says auto pay. Banner Redux says he doesn't need a data plan with that old phone. Bobby Hawk's like, well, they do have low-cost cell phone plans for low-income individuals. So Rumpel got a burner. So he has 200 free minutes. Yeah, he got a burner. Rumpel got a burner like a drug dealer. Sweet. Yeah, Rumpel the drug dealer. And they are always learning about birds, Bandner. They are. Well, birds are very important. It's a, it's one of Snow's uh, big areas of expertise. Yeah, okay. So like, sorry. Arbitrary scale. Arbitrary scale. Ready to type into the chat room? Oh, hey. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, Anne-Marie, out of 1,024 rumple noodles, how many <laughs> rumple noodles do you give this episode? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... 987 rumple noodles. Why? Because as good as it was, I think part of me thinks <laughs> – Patty's like he stole it. Um, <laughs> I think it's partially awesome because we're so excited for it to be back and for Frozen to be gone. So I don't yeah. want to give it uh, – that's why I'm not giving it over a grand. Mm-hmm. Um, but 800 and whatever I said. Um, yeah. It, it was good. But you know, there's things – there's questions. There's obviously many, many questions. We're just asking questions. We're just asking we're the just questions, asking people. Questions, we're just Adam asking questions. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Okay, and as for me, you know, you. I, I'm going to do something controversial here. Okay. I'm going to give it 75 Rumple Noodles. That's it? My Probably, if you went through and, like, did all the conversions and everything, probably my lowest score ever. Yeah, it had to be. Here's my re- reasoning. Yeah. I love the episode. Okay. Probably my favorite episode since season three. Uh-huh. Guaranteed. You're Guaranteed. preaching into the camera. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, but probably my favorite episode from since season three. I don't want them to get lazy. I want to motivate them. I, I want I want I want them to this know This is along the lines of your horrible tipping of waitresses. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, but I, I, I want to give them a very low score because I love the episode. Yeah. I might not love the next episode, so you better watch out. You better be careful. You better, you better do good. Uh, w- okay. Do we have any arbitrary scales yes, from the chat we room? Yes, do. Um, Bannerd Rejects says 990. Patty is given a 90% because the ch- Chernobog. Uh, <laughs> Mother Anne-Marie gives it 1,015. Bobby Huck, 993. Holly Mack, 1,000. Excellent. Yeah, we barely even touched on Chernobog, but I mean, he really wasn't much of a character. He was more of a plot device. I think they just got your 75. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. We'll let them catch up to that. And I was about to go into the Audible ad raid, but we don't have to anymore. There's no more Audible! Actually, let's, uh, right before we get in... You're going to give it another refresh? Let's give it another refresh here just to see... Uh, no, nope, that's fine. Nope, though. That's okay. I'll take hey, it. Hey, we we hit the, we hit the milestone. That's so good. So now on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Once upon a time, returned to six point six million viewers and a two point two rating, which is up sixteen and twenty nine percent from the Frozen arc finale, and down just eight percent from in the demo from its year ago spring premiere. That's awesome. So uh, basically, n- nobody wanted Frozen. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that. I think that. Well, I mean, there's a certain segment of oncers. Don't. Don't get us wrong. We know that you're out there. That ninety-seven percent of us didn't like Frozen. I, I'd I'd say like ninety-five. I'd say it was closer to like sixty forty or something. Mm. Just from what I've seen, like a lot of people loved the Frozen arc. A mm. lot of people hated it. Mm-hmm. I think I think slightly more people hated it or were indifferent towards it. But good to see that we're on the upswing. Not quite as good as we were doing last year, but still pretty good. Still pretty good. Okay, now <laughs> uh, what we'll do here is we can't actually play. Oh yeah, we can't play it. We can't, we can't play can't. the the promo for next week for you. Because uh, we don't want YouTube to take down the video exactly. or anything. But you know what? We'll tell you what's going on in it as we watch it. Ready? Aim, fire. Hold on. I want to nope. be able to hear it. Here we go. Okay. They're going the to the forces shop. of evil. We're still in the middle of the road. Still hanging out in the They're middle bringing of back the band. Some there blood. was blood. Maleficent's back. And they Goodbye, want to destroy happy the endings. happy endings. Oh, Cruella's car. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> That's the one from the movie, right? Yeah. And then uh, Maleficent family. is threatening the baby. Oh, baby Neil. <sighs> That's what you get, Snow. That's that what you get. That is what you get. For what I don't know, but that's what you get. Um, okay, and let's see here. And yeah, I guess that's it for the news. We really didn't have too much this week. <laughs> Holly said, want to place, place any bets as to what character might cause property damage next year for season five? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess all of them. Yeah, pretty much. Absolutely all of them. Okay, we'll go ahead and get into the listener feedback here. There's as so much. I love it. As always, uh, we record these Monday nights. So as soon as you're done watching uh, the Unforgiven episode next week that we just talked about, I need you to leap into the air, fly on leathery wings to your computer, and email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at GFStorybrook. <laughs> Facebook us at Facebook. Facebook us at Facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number, as always, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Three five two, or you can email us an MP three, whatever. But uh, people always do that. We, we like love it. it when they do. We'll take it. First up, Bobby. Bobby. Hey, Millennium Marie, it's Bobby. Hey. It's been a while since we got any new episodes once, uh, but fortunately, if this new episode is any indication, it looks like they're not going to be dragging anything out. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be full mm-hmm. steam ahead. Uh, right off the bat, they showed us that Cruella has some sort of magic, uh, be it like a coercion or persuasion. Uh, they brought the fairies back. Right. Oh, it was cool to see that uh, Hook uh, was so invested in doing that. Uh, when that smoke thing came out, I thought maybe that was Maleficent, and that was how they were going to bring Maleficent back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when they started talking about the Chernobog, I thought that sounded familiar. So, of course, I had to look into it, and it's uh, it was the uh, devil-looking beast from Fantasia. And also, in researching it, apparently Disney called the Chernobog, like, the most evil villain he had ever created. And then, of course... Yeah, uh, just to add to that, Bobby, I, I, I was looking around today at, like, you know, some of the reactions uh, while we were getting ready to start the show... And I guess Disney actually said of Chernabog, this is the villain that if you put him in a room with every other Disney villain, he would just throw them all into hellfire and be done with them. So interesting. But go on, Bobby. They wasted no time in bringing Rumpel back to town, which is Mm -hmm. a good thing. I thought it was kind of cheesy how he was talking about how he was going to have to remain behind the scenes as he was walking through the town, uh, (laughs) through the middle of town. Uh, you know, anyone looking out their window or if Grumpy happened to be just leaving a bar at two o'clock in the morning and happened to see him, you know, I just thought that was kind of stupid, but I guess that's kind of nitpicking. <laughs> and 
it was kind of cool to see the blue fairy uh, reluctantly help Regina, um, and in doing so, show us all that the sorcerer and the author know they are not the same. But also in doing so, she said the sorcerer could be a he or a she. So that kind of leads, uh, lends credence to Amy's theory that uh, the author is Belle's mom. So Yeah, it's uh, that half and half for and against Amy's theory. Yeah. We shall see. Okay. Um, since the entire chat room blew up, we have a little bit more news. Oh, what's that? Cora's coming back. Barbara Hershey's coming back for at least one episode. Thank you, Hope and Lady J, for pointing that out for us. Oh, is Lady J in there? Lady J. Hi, Lady J. Um, We're going to get to you in a second, but here, let's finish up Bobby's. Oh, sorry, I thought he was Hopefully that ends up being true. That being said, uh, I now think that the guy from Mad Men, Patrick, I think his first name was, Mm -hmm. that they said will be playing a peddler, will Uh probably end up being the uh, the, the sorcerer. Sorry if I'm being a bit long-winded. I could go on and on. Uh, this episode is pretty good. Um, so I'll just give it uh, 23 of 27 blank pages. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually pegging him more as the author myself, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, next up is Hope. Take it away, Hope. Hey, guys, it's Hope. Hi. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually really loved the Spice Girls of Evil last night. <laughs> uh, Cruella was definitely my favorite where she was the weakest one in Heroes and Villains because she didn't do anything. I loved her in tonight's episode. Um, I'm still missing that season one Maleficent. I don't think they have her yet. Um, I, I don't think Kristen's there yet. And then Ursula, I just don't know why she's there. I, I liked her in New York, and that's it. I don't like her in anything else. I'm still trying to figure out Ursula. The other big thing about last night's episode is I'm back to wondering if Blue Fairy is either the author or the sorcerer. And the reason I, I'm, I'm wondering that is she knew what the blank book was the moment she saw it. And she was the one that said, you know, the author might not even be a she or it might not even be a he. It might be a her. And so I'm, I think Blue is either the author or the sorcerer. And I'm not quite sure which one. And I think we're finally going to get Blue Fairy backstory this season. <laughs> oh, but I'm going to lower my expectations because it's one. Yeah. All right. Well, can't wait to hear from you guys and talk to you later. Bye. Yeah. Uh, whatever uh, Blue's deal is, it's shady. It's yeah. Super, super shady. Okay. I'm slim shady, I'm shady. <laughs> okay, uh, next up is Lady J, uh, who's in the chat room. Take it away, Lady Hi. J. Hey, guys. This hey. is Lady J. And uh, tonight was pretty much fan fiction come to life. It was a swan queen shipper's dream for the <laughs> most part. I'm sure there's a few things they'd rather have not seen, but... Overall, it's nice to see fan fiction come to life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if only we get some mission of it, which we're probably not going to get. But glad to give you guys a call. See you guys later. Yeah, and it, yeah, we very were talking much, about that. Yeah, if nothing else, that office scene uh, between Emma and Regina was basically like here. here it here. was there for you. Yeah, if if you want to edit a music video that has like a little Enough. talking interlude about grilled cheese and root beer and kale salads and stuff like that, here <laughs> it is for you. You you can uh, you know imagine any relationship you'd like to and everything. Okay, next up is Patty. Take it away, Patty. Hey, Bill and Anne Marie. I just finished watching the episode, and I have to say, this did pretty banged up job. The entire thing was pretty entertaining, especially the appearance of Chenarabog. I hope. <laughs> I'm pronouncing that right, but that was, I think, the best part of the episode, just seeing the fan- that creature from Fantasia was the best. I think it would only have been better if we hear in the background the, the music that was in the movie. But mm-hmm. I have to say they did a bit, you banged up job. And it was a good call bringing him in, and it makes me more excited for the season than I was before. But there's a lot more important things we should probably discuss. I'm wondering if there is a dwarf named Evilly. What is that background? <laughs> Does he have like an evil little twisted mustache and a maniacal laugh? It's Stealthy's you mean cousin. Like our- <gasps> Rest in peace, Stealthy. Rip Stealthy. Dressing all in black. Is he like the black sheep of the dwarf family? And if so, <laughs> will we be seeing Evilly any time soon? I honestly am curious about this. I want to see what your opinion is. Thank you very much, Patty. Uh, I hope we see Evilly at some I want to see Evilly. I, well, you know, Grumpy's already gone through one name change. Because uh, what was his 
original name. Was it on Dreamy? It. Dreamy, yeah. Dreamy to Grumpy to Evilly. Nice progression no, there. Maybe then it would be to G- Gabby or maybe maybe, maybe Grumpy. <laughs> maybe Grumpy's the new dark one. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Okay, and uh, Tim, who sent us in the rhyme a little bit earlier in the episode, he had just a little bit more he wanted to say. I really loved it. Uh, my favorite line in this episode would have to be Regina saying, "Why does a plate of uncooked calamari have the dark one cell phone?" That that's definitely one of the funniest things. I've ever heard her say. But yeah, I'm really liking it. I was disappointed that we didn't get to see uh, how Maleficent gets brought back to life um, this episode, but uh, that's life, I guess. So uh, <laughs> I'll uh, anxiously wait for the podcast, and this is Tim from Ontario, Canada again. Uh, so goodbye. Thank you very much, <laughs> Tim. You. And our last voicemail is from Woo. Take it away, Woo. I think the writers did a much better job with this episode than they did with New York City Serenade last season in terms of setting up the, the arcs for the rest of the season. I'm not going to touch on every single storyline. The one thing I really wanted to talk about, though, was Emma's dark side or the potential that Emma may have a dark side within her. This makes sense, and I'm glad that the writers have chosen to go this route because lest we forget, Emma was in a abandoned child for the majority of her life up until recently she's not been able to trust really anybody and she's had to fend for herself and this is probably why the writers did that episode earlier this season with Emma adolescent Emma and that other adolescent girl squatting in the house to show that Emma really has been manipulated all her life by people and that bitterness and resentment is probably going to create a darkness a darkness within her if it hasn't already or at least you know that's the vulnerability that's where the the potential is because that Mm -hmm. was one of my big things that i wrote at the top of my notebook yes i know you're trying to get back to woo but i want (laughs) to look at it because i don't want to misquote myself potential for darkness not necessarily a guarantee or it's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. it's a potential definitely true that and there's nothing that snow and charming can say to her to reassure her that you know they'll never leave her again or henry will 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 never leave her and this is further storyline wise with the potentiality of snow and charming having made this kind of faustian deal with deal with the devil with cruella and ursula and all four of them having a having a kind of colorful history back in Miss Haven and I can't wait to see what that storyline is going to unfold I get this episode 7 cup of noodles out of 7 talk to you guys next week bye bye cup of noodles and you guessed the arbitrary scale Wu also Wu also calls it Miss Haven just saying yeah you and Wu <laughs> okay uh, and, uh, by the way uh, we, we went ahead and included all the feedback tonight there's usually, a lot of feedback usually tonight, we break out a separate blog post for the ones we can't get to we're going to do all of them tonight So or all of you latecomers there was <laughs> some all afternoon doop, 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 mm-hmm. doop. definitely but uh you're supposed to run to your computers yeah we do a whole bit Okay, but first up is a uh, letter from someone who didn't like the episode as much, uh, Charity. Uh, Overall, the episode was a yawn. I'm no more excited about these queens than you were about the Frozen arc. FYI, I had absolutely no problem with the Frozen characters. Snow Queen, yes, but the actual Frozen characters, no. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, in spite of what comes off as overall lazy writing from the OUAT crew, I still keep coming back just to see if anything has changed every week. This episode wasn't weak, just slow. There was absolutely no sense of urgency throughout the episode. However, it's a double-edged sword. I wanted to see uh, Storybrooke restored to how it was. Uh, Regina's return as mayor. Granny is also the nanny, etc. It dragged out a bit. However, I was given absolutely no reason to actually give a hoot about the queens seeking their happy endings other than Regina. Regina, I do want to get her happy ha- her happy ending, however. And TV Lion's review was right. No one bothered to get the scroll back after the two baddies crossed the town line. An outtake at the end during the credits would have fixed that right up regina and emma each bickering uh, that they thought the other had gotten it back from the baddies i'm going to have to see the next episode to see if the charming secret secrets is worth the hype keep up the good work on the podcast plural charity thank you charity thank you charity you want to read this next one here from other Anne marie from other Anne marie hi bill and Marie. we are back yeah the hiatus wasn't as painful as i thought it would be i guess gallivant and some movies got me through it (laughs) gallivant Gallivant. in case you're curious um as for storybrooke it was good to see life being somewhat normal and with a bit of routine. The people really need to be able to breathe. Snow is back to teaching and Re- Regina is back to being the ma- mayor. It all feels right until... Dun, dun, dun. Of course we know it couldn't stay that way and Rumple had to find his way back. In 
one style, he doesn't need long to return. Our new villains are being introduced further, and I have to say that I love Cruella's accent. However, I still do not like the change in Maleficent's headdress. <laughs> Lots of questions being set up for season 4B. So far, it feels good. The episode wasn't spectacular, and I didn't gasp at anything, but it also didn't feel weak. Out of 14 click chicken meals, I give it 11 and a few nuggets for having Rumpel go through the drive-thru. Other Anne-Marie. Thank you, Other Anne-Marie. Thank Anne -Marie. you, Other Anne-Marie. And also, uh, I would just like to say here that Bobby put uh, Miss Haven, hashtag Team Bill, uh, and Other Anne-Marie also said that uh, I wrote in immediately after and uh, hashtag Team Anne-Marie, so I guess she doesn't like them. There's a lot of hashtag Team Anne-Marie. Hashtags throughout. I saw Bobby gave me a hashtag Team Anne-Marie earlier. I don't know sweet. what it was for, though. Sweet, 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 sweet. Now he's on Team Woo. Okay, uh, next up is Alina uh, Harris. Uh, hi, uh, great to have our show back. I love the premiere and most especially Cruella. Her performance was brilliant. Welcome to Storybrooke. Uh, thank you, Regina. You won't regret it. I hope not. Uh, the scene in the library with Belle was heartbreaking. I felt so sorry for her, frowny face. All the villains lost all they had, and so Rumpel recruits them. Interesting. Love Cruella. She is so sassy. In a world where apparently walking is hard. Uh, glad she still had her car. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's. Not surprised Rumpel used the Queens of Darkness in the flashback. If uh, we're about to walk into a trap, tell us now, darling, because all you are now is a cripple. <laughs> I'm trying to do my Cruella voice uh, there. Yes. Cruella tells it like it is. True. Uh, nice to see Snow doubting people. It's refreshing for her character, giving them a second chance. The Chernabog was after Emma because of her potential for evil. Interesting. Uh, must be try. Uh, must be. Uh, must be tying to the theme of what really makes a villain and what is good and evil. Uh, interesting. Or interesting how Snow and Charming threatened Ursula and Cruella. I really want to know what happened in the Enchanted Forest. Uh, thank you, Alina. Mm -hmm. All right. Next. I don't know who this is from. I'll find out who it is by the time you're done reading it. Okay. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. I just wanted to write in a quick note to say how glad I am to have made it through another hiatus with lots of rewatches, commentaries, and once if – thanks a lot for those uh, – but how I've missed the excitement over a new episode every Sunday and messing up my biorhythm for the week. Oh, and downsides of living in Europe. That, that's about it then, I think. Um, I, I'm, I was skeptical about the introduction of the Queens of Darkness at first, but I have to say I loved this episode and the way they seem to be going with the story. After the whole frozen cuteness Disney fluff overload that was for a the plot lines for this arc seem to be a lot edgier and darker i love it i'm intrigued to see the new villains try to corrupt emma right now the only way i see that happening is by killing off henry which seems pretty unlikely but if it happens i called it <laughs> i'm also excited to find out what terrible terrible things snowing did in the past that has snow so worried that she's threatening people again love it i will um, rip out your heart I will rip out your heart um if we get to see robin hood and will sometime soon in the next episodes <laughs> i do believe i'll be very happy with this half season looking forward to hearing what you have to say about the new episode Anne. Anne. Thank you very much, Anne. Thank you, Anne. Whistle while you kill. <laughs> okay, next up is Amber. Uh, Storybrooke has officially gone 2015. Watching villains eat ramen and going through a drive-thru is literally the funny funniest thing ever. And when Rumpel was like, I gave you my phone, how can you not trust me? Well, those weren't his exact words, but still. And then later... Ursula, uh, or I think she means Cruella, uh, pulled a gun on him. This is once upon a, this is a once upon a time first. Stop the presses. What? Emma is going to be evil? What? <laughs> also, I love that line where Regina was like, why did you get a yellow car? And then Emma was like, I like yellow. I stole it. Does it really matter? It kind of reminds me of uh, the Sean and Gus arguments in Psych. I've never, never seen, seen it, Psych. but I appreciate I've the reference. I've heard good things. Okay. Bye. Awkward fade out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Umber, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, next is from Nicole. Nicole, drawings, drawings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give me my camera. Yeah, Nicole sent these in. Uh, now, if you don't know, we, we have some big poster boards that we want to hang up on the wall behind Anne-Marie. Uh, we're going to have it up next week. But, uh, we Nicole, want more stuff. Nicole sent in some drawings to our P.O. box. Yes, uh, when we did our cookies episode of Universe Box. She sent yes. us cookies to eat also. Okay, so let me show <laughs> these first. The first one, and you probably won't be able to read it, it is Gus Gus with a bottle of magic juice um, that 
that says imported from Mist Haven. Um, it's wait, it's P is somewhere. It's eight. It's eight o'clock somewhere. Yeah, it's P makes no sense. Eight o'clock does. <laughs> so there is Mr. Gus Gus. Wonderful drawing there. Yes. Love okay, it. next is um, a bottle of Haterade. Um, <laughs> can also be frozen and is gripe enabler, bottled in Tallahassee. Excellent. So little too Very bad. deep inside greetings Very, references there. Yes, all in the greetings. Yeah. So we love it, Nicole. Okay. Yeah, and if, oh. if you want to send in some stuff for us to put into the uh, put put into the poster Post. frame and everything, you can uh, mail it to us at greetings from Storybrook, P.O. Box 2641 Ackworth, A-C-W-O-R-T-H, Georgia, 30102. And you'll find that information in the Contact Us page. You at- may also want to do care of Anne-Marie because my name's on the account and they get confused. Okay. That's <laughs> They're and- like, you have so many things. And you can find that at contact uh, the contact link at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Okay. Uh, so uh, I guess we should go ahead and read Nicole's yeah, letter Yeah, I was now. like, can I read Nicole's letter now? Okay. <laughs> one, uh, hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. Once is back. Yay! Yay! Um, enjoyed the happy moments at the beginning. Happy to see Snow back to teaching and Regina back the mayor's off burning bird paintings i'm right with her um i'm focused as to why bell would reach out to an oxford professor about an old magical text apparently they all speak english and that crosses between the realms does all language <laughs> um where is the apprentice did rumple's spell pinpoint exactly who got out of the hat yes he actually said that at one point that he purposely let the chup- chupacabra thingy <laughs> the <out>. chupacabra <laughs> <laughs> I can't pronounce it. I don't know. Um, I would assume so since there seem to be quite a few stars in there. Um, I also liked how none of them noticed the big black thing come out of the box and fly away. Yeah, that was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like the reveal that the author and the sorcerer are two different people. Yay for Blue Fairy. And actually her line about if it is a he makes me wonder if it couldn't be blue after all. Yeah, see, that- I, I don't know why. I, I mean, I, I rewatched it as many times as I – times as i normally do for some reason i never caught that line that it could be a guy or a girl like i don't know if it's just like i I missed it too yeah i missed it too um i really like the scene at the end i like how he was shot with the how it was shot with the rain and umbrellas Mm -hmm. and since snow specifically said not to tell emma i'm sure she will be told you know what else i really liked as far as cinematography i really like the scroll reveals where they'd like unleash (laughs) the scroll and then drop it and the people would be there yeah that was kind of fun um i'm interested in in what it could be maybe they went in league with them to defeat george uh-huh uh maybe i'm forgetting last season but what was rumple's ultimate goal now uh, ultimate cosmic power itty bitty leaving space <laughs> 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 love it uh thanks for the podcast so happy to have once and greetings back thank, thank you, you nicole, nicole. And yeah I, th- I think he was aiming for ultimate power and then once he got kicked out he was like i don't want ultimate power i just want my life back I just want my happy ending. So I think that's kind of his goal. What's up? Hope, can you imagine that email? Hi, I'm the librarian from a magic town you've never heard of. Can you translate <laughs> this book from another world? Okay, bye. Also, don't mind that I'm using uh, Windows uh, 2000 or whatever. <laughs> With her big monitor. <laughs> oh, yeah, the huge CRT monitor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, uh, we got a uh, tweet from Emily Hot Beverages. Uh, they wanted Robin back in town more than anyone. Why didn't they use the scroll on his family after Marion was cured? I'm pretty sure if Marion comes back into town that frozen is gonna part come of her yeah and she'll she'll freeze back up again well then the, what they should have done because there has to be some way to cure what it what they should do is put it in a hot tub and then roll that over the town line <laughs> and then her around in a hot tub yeah her own personal hot tub it, well <laughs> they have they have all the, they have all the merry men to push her around it should be <laughs> fine right little john little john <laughs> pushing her <laughs> And that's oh, Will okay. Scarlet. That's when we cross the line, folks. <laughs> that's that's Will Scarlet's role in the season. <laughs> um, okay, as always, <laughs> uh, after you get done watching the episode next week, stand up, rise, become the demon, rise your wings, wings. flap, flap, flap. Go to your computer, email us, greetings <laughs> from storybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at GS Storybrook. Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Uh, before we leave, I just wanted to thank everyone who uh, helped out with uh, contributing uh, into the Patreon during the epi- during the live recording of the episode. Thank you so much. I just wanted to name everyone real quick. Other than Marie, Jasmine, uh, Travis Tubbs, Nicole, Jeff Peterson, uh, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> You're like surprised Bobby? you knew Bobby was on there. <laughs> uh, Harry Seidler, uh, Wynn, 
and who I don't think actually listens to this one anymore. But Sometimes. thank you, Wayne. And uh, Patrick Cohen. Uh, and then there, are, I believe we had one anonymous because we yeah. have ten, and that's nine listed. Yeah, we had we had uh, one person who wanted to remain anonymous. But thank you guys so much for for helping to contribute at, at Patreon.com/slash/UniverseBox. And no more ads. No more Rip ads. Rip ads. Okay. Rip ads. I and th- also thank you very much uh, for uh, everyone who showed up in the chat tonight. So great to have all of you back. I we've, know it's so crazy you. having so many. It really like mm-hmm. I have. They have their own world tonight. Yeah. I I pull out little things. Like, some of you guys should come out. We record a Gotham po- – if you watch Gotham, we record a Gotham podcast. Tomorrow at night. 8.30 p.m. EST at the same YouTube channel and everything. If you guys want to come in and chat, we'd love that. We, we love having Our an active chat Our chat's kind of quiet on Tuesdays. Yeah, a little bit. It's we, like us and Bobby. We missed you guys. We missed you guys a <laughs> we lot. We um, And actually, I think, isn't one of the things that we will be doing is those monthly hangouts now? Oh, yeah. We, we uh, yeah, we definitely already reached a milestone for a monthly hangout. So uh, we're going to be doing a just a, a hangout where any all of our patron, patrons, patrons will be invited. Patrons will be invited and we'll just talk about, you know, what we're – it's going to be kind of like a team meeting or something, you know, kind, kind of – team. We'll, we'll talk about what we're doing as far as all the podcasts and our other creative projects mm-hmm. and stuff, get feedback from you guys. And I mean we can just, I don't know, play like a word association game or something. We can just have, we can have wow, fun with Wow, are we really too. that boring that we need to have a word association game? We do. do. Okay, Start but so up. I mean, if that is motivation for you to mm-hmm. donate a dollar or whatever a month, because those are going to be ten cents, you can or donate ten cents. 10 cents. You can seriously donate a pack of gum, mm-hmm. uh, basically. Okay, so I guess we should probably go ahead and get wrapped up here for an extra long episode. Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at amd simone, and I also write all sorts of recipes and crafty things at crunchycrafty.com. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at bill meeks. Uh, you can uh, follow my writing stuff i just came out with a new physical book dog boy eye of the scarab physical book it has pages uh what's the address for that dogboyadventures.com and uh you can also follow uh, our other podcast legends of gotham at legendsofgotham.com and you can follow the big hub for everything we do at universebox.com and the subreddit reddit.com slash r slash universebox oh yeah i think that's about it though i always forget that i know i know we, we're gonna it's try new. and get everyone everyone who listens to the podcast over there eventually okay so I guess that's about it. So um, until, until next, next time, time, greetings from Storybrooke. We're back. Ah! It's like a party. <laughs> <laughs>